This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. All right, Baldy, we got it. We've got to get into the AFC South, guys. It's in the huddle. Subscribe, like us. Uh, you can watch us on YouTube in the huddle pod and wherever you get your podcast. Subscribe so you don't miss an episode. As we will amp up here as we get ready for the start of camp. By the way, Jets report tomorrow. Rookies reporting for various teams today. Um, so we're here, guys. All right, let's talk about the South. First things first, Tennessee. The news of D-Hop going to Tennessee, two-year deal. It's heavy incentive-laden, but again, you know, he's got all these marks, right? Over 95 catches, 10 touchdowns or more. He's getting, you know, X amount of dollars. It could get him to the number where he wants to be. But how does this change the Titans now offensively? I saw him post on Insta. We're hearing him and, and King Henry were like, oh, here we go. You know, like they're they're locking step. Um, tell me about the Titans, Baldy, and what you think about this move and how it helps them. It helps them. It helps them a great deal, Carl. And you have to go back. You know, it's just easy to look at their final record of seven and ten. Tannehill's on the like, but you have to go back and look at the season because they lost the first two games. Remember, the Giants went for two at the end of the game. They said, "Screw it, we're going to win it." Yep. And it kind of shocked them in Tennessee, you know. And so they got off to a zero and two start, and then they they won um, seven out of eight games, and they're sitting there at seven and three. And by the way, the one game they lost in that eight-game stretch was to Kansas City by three points. And if they had A.J. Brown, they'd probably win that game. And then week 12, they played Cincinnati. So there's Kansas City and Cincinnati, the two Tigers in AFC. And Tennessee feels like they're right there with them. You know, and at this point, they had lost to Nico Autry. They lost Harold Landry for the season. They had, you know, they lost one injury, and they had no A.J. Brown. They had a rookie in Traylon Burks and Robert Woods. They had guys. They didn't have a, they didn't have a dog out there. And you just go, I go back and watch the Cincinnati game yesterday. And week 12, they're battling. They're battling like crazy. I mean, it's a 1916 game finish. And there's opportunities in the red zone to go punch in touchdowns. And I feel like if they had DeAndre, if they had Adre, mm. there's Nuke out there, like Tannehill to Nuke, like touchdowns and not field goals. They win a game. And maybe they don't finish on a seven-game losing streak. I was with some guys from Tennessee this past week working out down in Florida, Carl. Rashad Weaver, some guys. Like, their defensive front went healthy with, you know, Jeffrey Simmons, Landry, Danico Autry. Like, they make life difficult for quarterbacks. Think about it. Just even last year with all the injuries they had, the Chiefs scored 20 against them. Bengals scored 19. When they're healthy up front, and they've got an improved secondary, when they're healthy up front, teams don't put 30 points up on them. They don't. And so now the offense says, okay, let's hand it to King. Let's do these things. Let's get the offensive line rolling. 
Let's let's get the king rolling. And then we're going to play action pass, and Traylon Burks is going to get better. Just being around Nuke, he's going to get better. Let's take our shots. Let's let, let you know. And I feel like they're a team that has been overlooked this whole offseason. And now, mm. because, because we're going to get to Jacksonville, but I feel like with Nuke and the fact that his whole career in places he's been, whether it was Houston or Arizona, everybody knew he was the guy. Everybody knew he was going to get bracket coverage, double coverage, the best corner. They're going to get, get Jalen Ramsey. They're going to get, he's going to get that. And that's all he's ever seen. And he knows how to beat it. He's not going to beat it the way AJ, AJ can just put his foot in the ground and explode. He doesn't have that, but he's got, you know, he, he's got that it, that you need to play fourth and one. We're going to new. It's third and three at the eight. We're going to new, like the ball's coming to him and he wants it. He wants the ball in that moment, and he doesn't drop passes. No. He's got great hands, body. Like, he's special. He's a special player. And I feel like even though he's 31, I feel like this is a good spot for him. And I think he thinks it's a good spot. It is. I, I, listen, I thought it was better than the Patriots for him. And, I, you know, I know the Patriots are in the mix, and he had visited there. I think this is a better place, a landing spot for him as well. Here's the question, though, Baldy. As we talk about the Titans, guys, we're going through the AFC South. Um, they add DeAndre Hopkins. How many, how many miles does Derrick Henry now have on those legs? Okay. In 2020, Derrick Henry had one of the best career, best seasons ever for a running back. But he toted the rock 378 times that year. He ran for over 2,000 yards. He scored 17 touchdowns. So if I'm a team that's playing the Titans now, right, and you said this, last year, I'm just loading up. I'm not letting Derrick Henry beat me, and I got to let these other guys make some plays. So now this opens up a little bit more for, hey, Henry, the balance of, of running the ball and going to D-hop, but how many miles on those legs for Derrick Henry? Are you concerned now at this point in his career? Just a little bit? Yeah, I am. I'm concerned. I'm concerned because I don't know. The offense line used to be elite. I don't know that it is. They lost the right guard. Taylor Lewan moves on. Uh, you know, the right tackle suspended. Uh, Petit Ferrer. So, you know, they, they draft Skaronsky. Like, they're trying to put this line back together. And they're going to be minus some parts. And they're going to rely on some young players. And so, he needs the line. He needs his tight ends. There's a... The, you know, they got a new coordinator now, so we got to see if they open it up a little bit more than what they have shown in the past. But I don't think it's going to be a big departure. I think Mike Vrabel knows how he wants to win games. Um, but, yes, I am concerned because he, even we were talking about Eric Dickerson earlier. I mean, I remember Eric Dickerson uh, pulled a hamstring in 1989. He was the same player, mm. you know, eight years into his career. Never the same player. And so I – and I'm just mentioning Eric, and I'm not – but like sometimes these running backs can it, it's a gradual decline, and then sometimes they can just fall off a cliff. And I'm not predicting that, but sometimes that's how it happens. You know, uh, it, it happens to them all, and you just don't know when it's going to hit. Um, and you just you try to foreshadow it. And if Derek isn't in the lineup or starts to get you know fewer carries, is there somebody else that can create the same identity that uh, Tennessee has? 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Uh, we'll talk about who we think wins this division. Titans have upgraded, guys. Do not even think anything otherwise. D-Hop is an upgrade. Let's talk about the Houston Texans as we preview the AFC South. C.J. Stroud, D'Amico Ryans. I was just talking about this the other day. Baldy, the head coach and quarterback relationship. Nobody wants C.J. to put, to, to perform and, and be successful more than D'Amico Ryans. Here's what I know about D'Amico. He empowers guys and instills this, this thing. Even as a player, he did this. You know, when I was in Houston and he, and he was around guys and that defense was growing and they were trying to draft the right guys, he instills this thing in his players and guys around him and empowers them to be great. And I think he's going to do that with CJ. And again, he's a rookie. But how much have the Texans improved? And are they a real contender to even you know, potentially win this division? Because everybody's talking about Jacksonville, which we'll talk about in a moment. Well, I feel like Jacksonville and Tennessee are ahead of them, just more advanced in the coach's philosophy, drafting to that philosophy, building the team around that philosophy. And I feel like D'Amico needs time to build that. And I don't think it happens overnight. It doesn't happen. Like, I think there's certain parts to this team that are really solid. I think Titus Howard and Laramie Tunsil are really solid, you know, tackles. Damian Pierce, I think, is a beast. Like, I think they have parts. I think Will Anderson will help. Jalen Petrie was a great pick last year. You know, I, I think they have pieces. I can throw out names. But I think, you know, D'Amico comes from a place in San Francisco right now where they were, you know, it was an organization that found elite players at really important positions and not a couple. Like, you know. Like ten of them, you know, right, right. You know, the best left tackle, running back, receiver. Uh, you know, you go through the lineup of you know Fred at linebacker and Warner and you know and Mo- Bosa. I mean, you know, and they found Hafanga. Like they they just have elite players at so many positions, and then they got a great play call. So I like you know Salah is going through that with the Jets. Like let's build the foundation of you know some some piranhas up front. You know, and I think you, you, you don't get that in one draft. I think Will Anderson's a good pick. I think they got some. So I just think they, they need time to build a rookie quarterback. It's hard to win with the rookie quarterback as you're building. Like, just allow them almost to fail, to find out what they have, what they need. Like, let them grow. And I, I feel like that's this year. Like, let them grow. Like, even last year, we'll get to Jacksonville. Like, they did start off great, but they finished strong. I feel like that's where they're at. Like, they think they might struggle, you know, to win games. Um, just because I, I don't think it's a finished roster yet. But allow that philosophy of what D'Amico is instilling that you're talking about, Carl. And let them let them have some growing pains. Like, it's okay. You know, Jerry, you know, Jimmy Johnson was 1-15 his first year in Dallas. Yeah. And then he was like, okay, who can we trade? Herschel Walker gone. Let's, let, let's start building it. Let's get some draft capital. And I feel like. I'm not predicting one in 15, but I feel like, I don't know if, if six wins is good, if that's a good number, I don't know what the right number is. 
Like, I don't want to put a number on it. I just feel like they need time to gel and to come together. John Minchie should be back. Robert Woods, Damian Pierce. They got a couple of guys that I really Nico like. Collins. Yeah, I, I mean, offensively, I'm like, it's not as if the cupboard is bare when you go to C.J. Stroud and say, who are you throwing the ball to? But you're right. I mean, Baldy, I, there are a couple of guys that should be some playmaking, you know, have some playmaking in their form. I just don't know if it'll be enough, to your point, as they continue to grow. And 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 that offensive line has got to get better, right? That's the other part uh, as they build around C.J. Stroud. Well, I, I kind of like a lot of pieces on the offensive line. You know, they, they had drafted Kenyon Green the first round two years ago. He's plays next to Laramie Tunsil. Like, I feel like amazing. Titus yeah. Howard was a guy that they I think Titus was from South Alabama. Like he's he's like he's come on. Um, you know, Shaq Mason, they picked up in free agency. Uh, you know, he started with New England, uh, Tampa. Like, I feel like that part of the team is gonna come together pretty quickly. I feel like CJ Stroud is gonna have some protection. Damian Pierce is gonna have some holes. Like, I feel actually pretty good about the offensive line. And that's usually the biggest question mark for a lot of coaches that have taken over. Like, how do we get this thing? How do we fix this group up here where we can convert third down, stay on the field? We're not three and out and punting the ball away. Like, you know, where our defense is just getting strung out. Like, I feel like they can, they can be pretty solid on offense. Maybe not scoring in the high 20s, but I feel like they got a chance to put an offense together, run the ball, hang on to the ball. Like, I feel like up front, uh, they've got some pretty good – they've got a pretty good group. Brian Baldinger, Carl Dukes, it's in the huddle. Jason Lock on four, part of this podcast as well. Guys, subscribe, like us, uh, wherever you get your podcast. And, and, again, the season's right around the corner, believe it or not. Camp getting underway. We're talking about the AFC South today. Let's shift gears and talk about the Colts. Baldy, how soon before we see – Anthony Richardson. I want to see him week one, but I don't know if Shane Steichen's going to do that. It's really a, none of us really know. I mean, part of me says just play him, just play him. But then part of me says, what's wrong with sitting? I mean, I don't think the Colts are going anywhere. And that's not the, that's not the attitude you should have. Um, You know, you, you should tell your fans that we're here to win, but I, I think there was a benefit here. Like, I remember, like, let's just make a comparison to Lamar Jackson. I mean, you know, the great Ozzie Newsom drafted Lamar Jackson, traded back in the first round, final pick of, what, 2018 draft. There's Lamar Jackson. And I remember Lamar's, I think Lamar's first start. I might be wrong. But I think his first start was in Kansas City against Mahomes. Now, maybe he started the week before that, but I remember I was there for the game, Carl. And I remember talking to Harbaugh and, you know, uh, you know, some of the coaches like Lamar started and I'm like, did you put a brand new offense in for him? They're like, no, it's the same offense. We've, we've been running the same offense. Go, well, Flacco never ran the ball. Right. Boy, I know Lamar's going to run the ball. So don't tell me it's the same offense. Well, we installed this back in training camp. I'm like, all right, well, 10 weeks have gone by. Um, you know, Lamar didn't start, but Lamar finished his rookie year. And then, you know, very soon thereafter is the MVP of the league. Like, I, I don't think there's, like, I think we all want to see Anthony. We've seen, like, the, the clips on social media. He looks like he's just this dynamic, personable guy that you kind of want out front of your organization. Um, but there is a lot of learning, you know, to be successful. And, 
I know Troy Aikman got thrown in there and he figured it out. Troy played a lot of college football. He played it yeah. too. You know, he played at Oklahoma. He played at UCLA. He played a lot. Man, 12 college games is not a lot. Even if you said, okay, Cam Newton played 11 games at Auburn National Championship, but he did go to junior college and play and start. Like, this is a very limited um, experience for him. And now you're going up against, you know, Tennessee's front. And you're going to, you know, that, that, that's like, I don't know how he's going to respond. I think there's a benefit for the first month to let him kind of watch, maybe throw him on the field for limited packages, let him take some snaps, let him start. That's what they did at Donovan McNabb is Doug Peterson started for Andy Reid when they drafted Donovan and it was the right thing to do. And then Donovan gradually, you know, took over like week six or whatever. I feel like that's still the best way for Anthony to get started. 